Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News presented by The Harrier. And today we have a very special episode. We've got a lot of things going on. NCAA is coming up, had some fantastic performances. Uh, so let's get into that. Uh, before we do, make sure that you leave a like, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, really helps us know that you're enjoying the content and everything that we got going on so far. So first, I want to talk about um, the NCAAs. So we'll get into the performances that I, I really thought were interesting uh, in the second half. Usually it's, it's flipped around, so we're going to just change up the episode a little bit uh, this time since we have NCAAs coming up. Um, by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on day one, uh, NCAAs will be starting tomorrow. So on Wednesday, uh, I believe it's going to be the multis, some of the jumps, things like that. It's going to be exciting. The best part uh, in my mind about the NCAAs this year is that the coverage seems to be significantly better than in years past. So in years past, it was super easy to miss almost any of the meets because as many of you know, since you're track and field fans, if you would watch a meet, they would show what was going on on the track and then maybe every once in a while, they would show the winning result for a field event. Throw, jump, whatever that might be. This year, it seems that they are not doing that, and I'm super excited. So uh, they will be having coverage of every single event, uh, allegedly. Uh, this was posted on Twitter from the, what, the United States Coaches Association, USTCCCA, whatever that is. And so they announced that all three, uh, all of the events will be broadcasted on different channels of ESPN, whether that is on the main ESPN channel, ESPNU, ESPN2, ESPN3, whatever it is, ESPN Deportes. No, I'm messing around. It's not on ESPN Deportes. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be on all of the channels, which is fantastic. Me being a field event fan, I'm super excited. And if you want to look for the uh, actual schedule there, I'll post it on my Instagram story um, as well. Um, and you can also look on the USTCCCA uh, Twitter page. They have all the breakdowns of when the events are going on, which channel it's going to be on, so you can see and you won't miss anything. Um, so now, going into actually the NCAA championship, um, I got a couple predictions that, that I want to make. So these are some of my bold predictions for the NCAA championship uh, this year. Um, first and foremost, I think that LSU is going to do a clean sweep of the sprinting events. So I'm talking about clean sweep of the individual events. I think they will also win the 4x1. I uh, don't think they're going to win the 4x4, four four, so I can't say clean sweep of every single sprint event, but they're going to do a clean sweep of all the individual events. 100-meter uh, hurdles, Terrence Laird – or 100 meters, sorry, Terrence Laird. 100-meter hurdles, uh, Damian Thomas. Uh, the 200 will be taken by Terrence Laird as well, and then Noah, Lott, uh, Noah Williams will be, be bringing home the 400-meter the there. Um, I mean – on the face, it's like, yeah, these are all favorites. I know Damian isn't the favorite. He's second. Um, so it's like, oh, it's not really a bold prediction. But we're saying all four of these things are going to happen, which, I mean, 
every you know in track and field there's all there's prelims there's finals i guess in this case semis and then there's finals there's a lot of athletes that are going to want to be dethroning lsu because they have been the preemptive favorite since the start of outdoors so there's going to be a lot of people that want to win this um, you got Michael Williams, who won the 60-meter indoors. You have Matthew Bowling, who's not going to want to be losing to Terrence Laird. Um, this year, he beat him in indoors in the 200. I mean, you have uh, a ton of people that are really, really talented that are not going to want to see all that purple on the uh, top of the leaderboards there because they're not just dominating in sprints. They're also dominating in the jumps, as we know with Javon Harrison. Uh, as well. So they're, they're going to, I think, really take it all uh, home. So while many of them are the favorites, I think having all winning all four of the events, including the four by one, uh, will be pretty impressive there. Uh, next, my next pr uh, prediction that I have, I think Tyra Gittens of Texas A&M is going to end up breaking the NCAA record for the heptathlon. So to put into perspective what that is right now, uh, currently the, the, the national record is, uh, what is it, 6,527 points set by Diane Guthrie uh, of George Mason back in 1995. Uh, Tyra's personal best is 6,418, 6, so she's about 100 points uh, off. Uh, so for many of you, uh, if you're not a heptathlon or, or multi-fan, you might be like, 100 points, that's a lot. In, in basketball, if a team scores 100 points, you know, they're, they're in contention to winning a game. What does 100 points mean in the heptathlon? So 100 points, in order for her to, to make that up, she's going to have to set a few extra personal bests. So I, I put together a list of if she were to have her personal best performances – uh, over all of her events and put them together in one heptathlon, she would end up scoring 6,649 points. So currently, her best, if she were to put it all together over the course of two days, would be about 230 more points than she currently has. So it's like, oh yeah, then so she can do it. She Her best is better than the record. It's like, yeah, but those personal bests were set at different times. And so being able to do it all at once and then keep in mind, Tyra's not just doing the heptathlon. She's also doing long jump. I believe she's also doing high jump as well. She's highly ranked in both of those and is going to want to take home those medals. And so it's not going to be an easy feat by any means, but I think she can do it. Uh, she has a lot of opportunities for PRs in the shot put uh, as well as in the hurdles. I was taking a look at her performance of 6,418 points that was back at the SEC championship, I believe. And she had plenty of room in the shot put to improve, plenty of room in the hurdles to improve uh, in order to get that uh, 6,527 record. Uh, she does have the indoor record for the pentathlon. I believe she did that at NCAAs. So it's only fitting that she gets the heptathlon record at NCAAs as well. Uh, extraordinarily talented. Uh, really looking forward to seeing her at the Olympics this year. Um, just an all-around uh, great athlete. Also, also great, great personality. Uh, she just seems super lively every time she's competing. So that's something that it's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, next prediction, and I think this is probably my boldest uh, of predictions that I'm going to be having, uh, and that is that I believe we will have seven freshman national champions this year. Uh, so I was taking a look at the leaderboard and where athletes are 
and I see that there is a there's room for there to be double digit, um, you know, freshmen in nat- winning national champions. So there's potential of having 10, 11, 12. Um, but it's going to be very, very close. And I think having seven would be extraordinarily impressive. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head how many we had indoors. Um, probably should have looked that up beforehand. But uh, it wasn't a lot. And so seven can be really could be really crazy. Um, to pick out the seven that I said um, could make it, um, I'll, I'll go down the order right here. So uh, one, Brandon Miller. He's of Texas A&M, 800-meter runner. He's currently third. Uh, it's really close um, between the first top three. Uh, it's all within like half a second, so I think he could definitely pull it together. Uh, Charlie Hunter, though, has not ran a fantastic, like, you know, national race yet this year. He was the indoor national champion, so uh, I definitely see he could be getting in the mix, uh, so it's not going to be an easy race. Uh, Cole Hawker um, winning in the the 5,000. Oh, I should also preface, this is uh, athletically freshman. So some of these people, this isn't their true freshman year, but they're athletically freshmen, so I should should make sure that I note that. Uh, Cole Hawker, um, Oregon, 5,000. The the 5K is going to be just a brawl this year, so Really, it's anyone's race, but uh, right now I, I think that he's going to be able to to take it home. Um, I think it's Cooper Tier. I believe Cooper might be be running it as well, but I think Cole's going to end up taking the win. Uh, next, Sean Burrell uh, of LSU winning the 400 meter hurdles. Uh, I was going to add that as the um, you know another event for LSU to to sweep with the the sprinting sweep, but you know let's let's keep it with those with those four. Uh, I think Sean though could win. He's currently second. He's about point uh, ten. Uh, off of first place, so he he has potential to definitely bring that home. Uh, Claudio Romero from Virginia in the disc. Um, I mean, we, Turner Washington is is definitely the favorite in both the shot and the discus. Um, but you know, with him really doing both, uh, there's a potential that he could slip up. I think the shot's probably his stronger event, and so I think you know somebody else could be taking it home there. Why not Claudio? Um, in javelin. There's actually a lot of freshmen that this could be. Um, there's about three or four freshmen uh, in the top ten, and I, I would say there's probably two or three freshmen uh, that could actually win this. Uh, I got Mississippi State's uh, DJ Johnson winning it. Um, he's number one in the country right now. He threw the collegiate lead at East Prelims. Um, massive throw. Um, so I think that he's going to capitalize off that momentum, end up going into the uh, national championship here um, and getting the win. Uh, then a thing, Mo, I mean, I mean, 400, nothing much to say. She's the world lead. Of course, she's going to win. Uh, then I have uh, Grace Forbes. So she's a former uh, Strathaven alum. We both went to the same high school. Uh, I think she's going to win the, the 10K. Uh, she goes to Rice, a uh, small school. And then uh, she's currently second. She's about five or six seconds off of the number one time. And so I think she's going to be taking home the, the national title, uh, penning, in it, penning it in here. Have to have some love for the, the hometown hero. And then uh, my last prediction that I have it's going to be uh, USC upsetting LSU on the women's side. So um, USC is going to need some help <laughs> in order to do this. Uh, first, they're going to need to have their stars really going out. So 
Tunisia Terry and Kaylin Roberts. I mean, they're going to have to have massive days. You're also going to have to have some help from other um, people that are not on the LSU. They're going to hope that LSU has some some bad performances and, and some other at, some other teams really start to rise to the occasion in order for that to happen. Um, it is a lot closer on the women's side than the men's side. Uh, really, LSU is is heads. Uh, you know, above Oregon, who's, you know, projected second, like it's not even really close on the men's side. Uh, on the women's side, though, it's it's a lot it's a lot closer. Um, I would have had Texas in the mix there. But with Chanel missing the the final, it's going to be pretty difficult uh, for her to you know end up winning that for Texas to end up winning that as well as having um, Tara Davis. She's not um, she's not going to be running the hurdles. That's another, you know, that's like 20 points right there, or 18 points, I guess, that, that they're not going to end up winning. So uh, that's that's going to be a little bit difficult that for them, but, you know, they'll, they'll survive. Uh, now I want to get into the three performances that I saw that were really impressive to me. And so uh, all three of these performances were, were all done by women. Uh, there were some great uh, men performances. Uh, Trayvon Bermel running a 977 was impressive. Mondo Duplantis jumping 610 uh, in the pole vault for the world lead as well was, was super impressive, as well as some other ones by the men's, but ones by the men. But these three are ones that, that really step, stepped out to me. Uh, first, Safan Hassan, uh, 10K world record. She ran a 29.06.82. Uh, uh, she cut off 10 seconds from the former world record. She cut off 10 seconds from the former world record. Like, it wasn't even remotely close uh, for her. Uh, it was set by Al, what, Almaz Anya Anyana by in in Rio in, in 2016. Uh, so she shaved off a ton there. Um, and Safan's really dominating the distance. It's not just the 10K that she's super impressive with. Uh, she's number one in the world in the 10K. Uh, she's number, she's got the second world ranking in the 5K. Uh, and then she also is third in the world in the 1500. Uh, on top of that, she runs a 156 in the 800, uh, as well as some uh, ways that extend all the way out to the, the half marathon. So this is a lady that is super dominant in everything from the 800 to the half marathon. It's something that, that is a threat for winning a race in, in all of that. Uh, I mean, she has the world record in the hour run. She has the world record in the 10K, as well as the 5K and the one mile. This is all one woman. She's extremely impressive. She's having a super fantastic year. Um, excited to see what she's going to be doing at the Olympics. But to see someone have the range that she does collecting those records, I mean, if she, you know, puts together some great performances at the Olympics, not only will she have one of the most diverse amounts of medals going from the uh, or world records going from the, the mile to the 10K, I mean, she'll also be able to have, you know, potential gold medals in the in the 10k and other events as well so extremely impressive performance by Safan um I'm looking looking forward to seeing how how she does uh next uh Shellyanne Fraser Price so the sprinter from Jamaica shows that age is not meaning really anything in the in the world of sprints right now so she she's 34 she had a child recently and she just ran a personal best 
of 10.63, the new world lead and the second fastest time ever. She now is the fastest woman alive, taking over that role from Carmelita Jeter. Uh, and the world really kind of erupted uh, after this. I mean, you, there, something that I was super excited about and was really cool was just the, the arguments between the people that are Shakari fans and then Shelly Ann Fraser Price fans and just seeing the, the arguments and, that people were having on, on who's better and, and blah, blah, blah and all that. And it's, it's just exciting that we now have an event that is one of the most it's going to be another one of those really sought after events to watch in the Olympics. I mean, this is going to, I'm going to have my events that I need to watch. I'll be putting that in a future episode, but two contests and two people that I really, really am looking forward to seeing compete against each other in this upcoming Olympics is going to be Shelly Ann Fraser price versus Shakari Richardson in the 100 meters. And then in the 110 meter hurdles on the men's side, uh, I'm really looking forward to Omar McLeod versus Grant Holloway. Um, both of those pairs in the on the men's side and the women's side have been having fantastic performances, left and right, left and right. They haven't really competed against each other. I don't think either of the two pairs have competed against each other this year. Um, Grant Holloway, I think, actually competed against Omar McLeod, but uh, he beat him, uh, obviously. And so, um, but yeah, this Shelly Ann Fraser Price, it was a fantastic race. Uh, it was a 1.3 um, mile per hour wind, uh, or yeah, one point plus 1.3 uh, wind. Uh, and so it's now besting the Shikari, um race, which was a 10.72. Um, and of course, she had a get. Shikari got on Twitter saying, uh, "My." And this is a tweet that she had. Uh, my presence in this track game make is making history happen. No need to thank. No need for a thank you. Uh, and it's just more of that attitude that I think we need in track and field. I mean, we don't have a lot of the shikaris of the world in here, you know, just brewing up things and trolling the fans. And if you look at that tweet, there's so many people that are just like – angry that, that she said something like, I can't believe you would disrespect Chile, blah, 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 blah. It's like, she's just making things fun. She's just having a good time out there. And it's more stuff that we need because it's, you know, it's more people talking about the sport. And, uh, but Shelly, I mean, she's now went from where everyone was just talking about Shakari to now it's, I, I think she's now putting herself back in the driver's seat of favorite for this upcoming Olympics. Um, she didn't have fantastic performances early this year with the, the 1095 or the 1099 and people wondering if she's gonna, you know, is she still good? And then she drops this and it's like, oh yeah, this is, you know, this is the best, one of the best women sprinters of all time. Why did we ever, you know, not believe in her? Um, and I was one person that did that. So I, I was eating my words. I thought that she was done and washed up and couldn't run anymore after her first two performances. I'm clearly wrong, and I'm eating my words now because she is back and better than ever. Uh, last performance that was super impressive to me, Sydney McLaughlin in the 400-meter hurdles. She ran a 52.83 New World lead, and it was her first performance since 2019 in the 400-meter hurdles. Uh, recently, she has been sticking to the 100-meter hurdles, 160-60-meter hurdles, doing those shorter races uh, or, or just the open 400, not really doing the 400-meter hurdles because she wanted to, um, as she mentioned, was working on her speed and making sure that she could do well over both legs. Even on the 100-meter the hurdle side, she was working on off legs, which was impressive. And, uh, yeah, she just 
goes out saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the favorite again. Uh, don't forget about me. Uh, people were thinking like, oh yeah, Shamir Little, it's going to be her time to, to shine and win this Olympics. And, and then, uh, Sydney comes in and is like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm still here. Like, yeah, they're, they're all great, but I'm still Sydney McLaughlin. And so, uh, that was an extremely exciting performance. Whenever Sydney's out racing, I'm going to be excited to watch. She's one of the, one of my favorite, um, female athletes for sure. And so, um, fantastic performance by her, um, with the trials coming up, I think the trials is now 19 days away, something like that. So we're within three weeks, which is crazy to think. Um, we're going to be seeing some of these, um, insane performances, um, college NCAAs is going to be this weekend. Uh, let me know what your predictions are. I'd love to hear what you guys think is going to happen this weekend. And then of course, next week, uh, we'll be doing a full breakdown of everything that went on during this, uh, NCAAs, anything else that was going on in the, the track world as well. And, and, and to kind of give my, uh, my point of views there. So, um, thank you so much for, for listening to this episode of track world news. Uh, if you would like more content, go and follow us on Instagram. Uh, recently we actually did a Jersey numbers thing, because if, if you know me, I, I think that track and field needs Jersey numbers. It's so stupid that we still wear bibs. And so we actually did a, uh, a thing where we were putting on numbers on, the you know on people's jerseys for whatever they their favorite numbers were go take a look uh, on instagram it's in our highlights under track jerseys we're actually going to be doing a second round of that for people that we missed we had over like 200 people submit and i i wasn't able to get to that because i'm just one guy and i didn't expect it to blow up like that so i put it like i put it up on a sunday night you know having work the next day i was like oh crap like we can't have <laughs> I, I can't be doing all this you know i have stuff to do and so um yeah, take a look at that. Um, also, yeah, leave a like, subscribe, review the show. It really helps us know that you're enjoying the content and, and all that stuff. Uh, my name's Colin Waitsman. This has been an episode of Track World News. Have a good one. Peace.